And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we begin a new week with several key players confronting health issues. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, June 14th, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I'm here with Michael Beller to kick off a new week and some really, really big name, high profile players uh, with some health questions entering the week. So Jacob deGrom in his last start uh, exited with flexor tendinitis. He did throw on Saturday and Luis Rojas expects him to start this Wednesday against the Cubs. Max Scherzer uh, to throw a bullpen session on Monday. He's dealing with groin inflammation. Not yet clear if he starts this Wednesday against the Pirates. So Michael, um, I think these are situations where you just have to roll them out. But uh, do you feel any differently about that? No, totally with you. And DeGrom doesn't sound like anything too big. Scherzer seems a little bit uh, more up in the air. But yeah, I mean, look who we're talking about here. You got to just put him in your lineup and hope for the best for sure. All right. Same with Ronald Acuna Jr. He left uh, on Sunday against the Marlins with uh, pectoral tightness. And initially it was deemed a precautionary move. Monday is a day off for the Braves. And Brian Snicker said that he does expect Acuna back on Tuesday. Is that enough for you? It definitely is. I mean, what are we going to do? Sit here and say that we know better than Brian Snitker, that there was some body language in his post-game presser that suggested that he wasn't telling the truth about Acuna. No way. Got to take him at his word and expect Acuna to be in there on Tuesday. All right. Mitch Haniger. This one sounds uh, a bit more serious. He had to leave against Cleveland after fouling a ball off of his knee on Sunday. X-rays revealed a bone bruise. Haniger will likely undergo some more testing. So uh, with this one, I mean, both because of the injury itself and because of the fact that Haniger's, I'm sorry, he's not Ronald Acuna Jr. (laughs) (laughs) I will bench him this week. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you here too. I mean, this is definitely going to be at the very least a couple of days, right? This is not something you just get right back in the lineup from, even if it's a best case scenario uh, from those, uh, from all the testing that he's going to undergo there. So uh, I think that's also just as easy as the other guys are to start. Hanniger is to bench. All right. And we've got a few other starts at dilemmas based on some health issues. We will get to those later in the show. Uh, Colin Moran leaving the Pirates game at Milwaukee on Sunday with lower back tightness. Max Muncy goes on the IL this weekend with an oblique injury. Luis Severino, he had been working his way back, of course, from Tommy John surgery. And in a rehab start, he sustained a groin injury. Uh, He was scheduled to get an MRI on Sunday. There has not been any report yet of the results of that. And a couple of moves that appear to be COVID IL moves. David Matz going on the IL. 
Uh, Trevor Rogers coming off of it after uh, just a day or two uh, with the undisclosed health issue. So usually that means uh, COVID IL, but the good news there for the Marlins and for us in fantasy is that Trevor Rogers is back and apparently will start this week. So, uh, Michael, let's uh, take a look at a few players who were uh, standouts on Sunday. Joe Ross, eight shutout innings against the Giants, uh, just five hits allowed, no walks, nine strikeouts. And in the three starts that Ross pitched coming into this one on Sunday, 15 innings, uh, 15 strikeouts. So he's he had been getting the strikeouts, uh, a 240 ERA over that stretch. And he gets the Mets this Friday. Now, you know, we've talked about the Mets as a team to kind of pick on, but they've actually hit really well with all these injuries. So uh, how do you read this with Joe Ross? What's interesting is the strikeouts. He was never, even pre-injury, much of a strikeout guy. And we're seeing it from him in a way that we never have before previously in his career. The strikeout rate this season up to 22.6%, higher than it's ever been previously for him. I think we could owe a two-way slider that he's using way more than he ever has, throwing it about a third of the time and getting a whiff rate of 28.7%. Whiff rate on the four-seamer is also way up from where it ever was for him. So I think we're seeing a little bit of a strikeout foundation that we had never seen from Joe Ross. I'm in. I'm ready to take him. I'll take him in that start against the Mets on Friday. All right. And uh, towards the end of the week, we were anticipating the Reds needing a replacement for Sonny Gray. We talked about maybe Tony Santian being that replacement pitcher. And in fact, it was. He started on Sunday against the Rockies in Cincinnati. Four and two thirds innings, just one run allowed on five hits and four walks, five strikeouts. So a bit of a mixed line there for Santian. He does get the Padres this week in San Diego. Uh, We need to see a little bit more from Tony Santian. Yeah, I'm not ready to roll him out there uh, against uh, the Padres this weekend. Excuse me, but the strikeouts can be for real. I mean, we saw it from him in 32 innings at the AAA level this year. I do think he can be someone who is more than a strikeout per inning type of pitcher. So if I were able to go out and grab him, and you know, mostly in leagues that we're talking about in this context on a Monday morning, if you're able to go out and grab him, you don't have to start him against the Padres. Most leagues uh, that force you to start a guy are going to be leagues where you're doing it on Sunday waivers. So if we're talking about acquiring him right now and you don't have to play him against the Padres, I could see him being someone who, if you're struggling in the rotation, this could be a a really nice guy to target. He's going to have some leash in that Cincinnati rotation with Sonny Gray on the IL for at least a couple of turns through. All right. Uh, Yeah. Not uh, declared yet as the starter for this weekend, but certainly would look like he he's earned another chance there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey Lucchese with a very good start against his former team, the Padres on Sunday, just one run allowed over five innings with six strikeouts and a walk. And so for the season, he's now thrown 33 innings for the Mets with 36 strikeouts, only nine walks. Uh, four home runs, but a 518 ERA. So if you're thinking, well, that doesn't really seem to add up. Those are all pretty good ratios. He's stranded fewer than 60% of his runners. That's a very, very low ratio. So he does get the Nationals at Nationals Park this week. Is there something here with Joey Lucchese? This is one that I'm a little bit more dubious of just because we've had the rug pulled out from us uh, on Joey Lucchese in years past. And a lot of the stuff from him looks similar this year to what it has previously in his career. Still like a sinker curveball guy, pretty much only throwing those two pitches, mixing in a cutter every now and again, but it's really just a show pitch for him at this point, something he threw a little bit more when he was younger. Uh, Now we're seeing just really those two pitches, the sinker and the curve. And yeah, I think he can live on that for, you know, maybe two times through in order, but it's that third time through that's going to get him into trouble. And I think we're seeing that borne out again 
this season. So for me, still just a streamer, not someone who I necessarily want to pick up and keep on my roster, but can be someone we talk about later this week as a streamer against the Nationals. All right, and we almost certainly will do that. <laughs> so Zach Davies, uh, probably in the same category too. He's going to get the Marlins this coming weekend, uh, but uh, made quick quick work of the Cardinals on Sunday night. Six and two-thirds scoreless innings, only two hits allowed, two walks, six strikeouts. Very nice outing for Davies. Nice outing in uh, a, just a string of good outings. His last eight now, 44 and a third innings, a 183 ERA. Ratio's not so great though, 26 strikeouts to 15 walks, but you can see how he's doing it. Only one home run allowed, not too many barrels. Uh, we Sort of a similar profile to John Gant that we've talked about, not mm-hmm. quite so many walks as Gant, but uh, you've been very skeptical of Gant. Does that skepticism apply to Davies as well? A little bit less just because Zach Davies has had some nice years in his career, both with San Diego and Milwaukee. We've seen this level of success from him and the, you know the stuff moves a lot the the, the two seam changeup mix that he can throw out there that we saw him use really effectively against St. Louis on Sunday night is something that's been the bedrock of his performance uh, really his entire career so I look at these numbers with a, a little bit more optimism for what he can provide going forward. The strikeouts are never going to be huge. He always gets compared to his new teammate, Kyle Hendricks, this season. He's a little bit less version of what Kyle Hendricks gives you in that he's not going to give you quite as many strikeouts. There are probably going to be more uneven starts mixed in with the good ones. But when he's good like he was against St. Louis uh, on Sunday night, it's it's that formula. He's, he's uh, limiting hard contact. He's not going to give up too many home runs. And he can use that with a lot of success. Also got a very good infield defense playing behind him. So that's going to help a ground ball guy like Zach Davies. I feel pretty decent about him actually going forward. All right. And let's turn to a few hitters here. A couple of hitters with two homer games on Sunday. Teoscar Hernandez with a couple against the Red Sox. Kyle Schwarber with a couple against the Giants. Uh, Hernandez, I mean, he's been valuable in fantasy, but the power hasn't been there as it's been in recent seasons. Uh, do you see that uh, Hernandez is somebody that maybe is going to uh, produce a bit more going forward than he has so far? Maybe a, a relative by low candidate? I think so. I mean, it would be strange for the power to totally flash out on him this year for the entire season. It wouldn't be crazy for it to have taken a step back for a couple of months and then see him uh, pick it up, uh, especially with the weather heating up uh, for for this team. So I do think that uh, he's someone who, who I like looking at. And again, as you know, we talk about a lot with this team. What a great run scoring environment to be in, both with the park in Buffalo and with that lineup uh, around him. So Teoscar Hernandez, someone who I definitely think we see more power from going forward and the run scoring RBI opportunities are going to be there for him in bunches. All right. And Andrew McCutcheon really surging of late, a couple of doubles on Sunday against the Yankees. Uh, But for the month of June, now that raises him up to 11 for 31 with three homers and four doubles. Pick him up wherever he's available. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you love the bat-to-ball skills that are still there with uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Obviously not the MVP he was back in his Pittsburgh days, but guy's still got a great hit tool. Guy's still going to give you good ratios, whether you use batting average or OBP. doesn't really matter. He's going to provide you there. We can't bet on the power. He's got the uh, three homers recently. That's really not his game anymore, but he's going to make a lot of contact. He's going to get on base a ton, and he's going to take advantage of those opportunities. So I would definitely be going after him in any spots where we can find him uh, available to us. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Well, let's take a look ahead to Monday's slate and see who's worth streaming. We've got a potential streamer versus streamer matchup with uh, the Pirates and the Nationals. JT Brubaker going for Pittsburgh. John Lester going for Washington. Vladimir Gutierrez at Milwaukee. Spencer Howard at the Dodgers. David Peterson versus the Cubs. And Brad Keller versus Detroit. We always like that matchup. So Brubaker, Lester, Gutierrez, Howard, Peterson, Keller. Who would you stream for Monday? Um, let's see. I like Keller. I like Brew Baker. I like Lester. I think that's a nice uh, matchup uh, on both sides. Those would be the first three guys that jump out out at me. I am not touching David Peterson. I am not touching Spencer Howard. Uh, both way too tough of matchups. And let's be honest, uh, David Peterson's just been bad. Spencer Howard has some legitimate volume concerns, and we've seen his velocity drop uh, very significantly after what, like twenty twenty five pitches in both of his last two outings. So I would be very concerned trotting either of those guys out there. Vladimir Gutierrez is the one guy who I could see going one way or the other on. I would want to go after Keller, Brubaker, and Lester first, but Gutierrez definitely crosses the stream bar for me. He is good enough to have, even if I can't get one of those first three guys that I like better than him. Not a horrible matchup against the Brewers. Amfam Field, a little bit tough of a place to pitch, but do think that with what we've seen from him to this point uh, of the season, he's someone who you can stream with a little bit of confidence on Monday. All right, so you got some options to look at uh, to start off your week here. And as I said earlier, we've got a few more players who are ent- entering the week hurt that we need to think about whether or not it makes sense to start them. Aaron Judge, he's been dealing with back spasms. Now the Yankees do have Monday off. Cody Bellinger dealing with a hamstring injury. He was available to pinch hit on Sunday, so that might help sway our decision a little bit. And Javier Baez dealing with a sore thumb, maybe a different thumb issue than the one that mm-hmm. kept him out of several games uh, roughly a week ago. So um, it's not clear if it is or it isn't, just to be uh, clear on that. So Judge, Bellinger, Baez, anybody that you would bench out of that group? I don't think so. I think we would have to hear a little bit uh, more on any of these guys. I definitely wouldn't bench Bellinger. The fact that he was available to pinch hit Sunday gives me a pretty good indication that he's going to be out there for the Dodgers. I think it is a different uh, issue for for Baez with the thumb. Uh, David Ross on the ESPN broadcast on Sunday night referenced him diving into the stands trying to make a catch on Saturday night, and that that's what had him. But that was a late scratch. Javi Baez was in that lineup originally, and an hour before first pitch, the Cubs ultimately decided to scratch him. So I think we see him in there against the Mets tonight. If he maybe gets one more day, I would be very surprised if we didn't see him in the lineup on Tuesday. I'm likely starting all three of these guys. The one guy who I would be a little bit uh, uh, trepidatious about would be Aaron Judge. 
Yeah, and rolling lineup locks are your friend with Aaron Judge because the Yankees mm-hmm. do have Monday off. So something to think about there. White Sox have one of the tougher schedules this week. They've got three against the Rays, four against the Astros in Houston. So they're going to be dealing with Tyler Glass now. Uh, the, the rest of their week is going to be McClanahan, Yarbrough, Urquidy, Garcia, Valdez, McCullers. Not an enviable schedule. Um Yon Makata has not been hitting at all lately. Five for his last 31. Got his first uh, extra base hit during that skid on Sunday. So do we sit him in 12-team leagues? I do not. No way. No way. Way (laughs) too good of a hitter. Way too much uh, upside in the middle of that lineup. No, no way. I could think about your mean Mercedes or Andrew Vaughn, depending on what my other options were on my bench, but not a chance in hell I'm sitting Yon Makata. All right, and an interesting two-step to consider this week. Patrick Corbin getting uh, the Pirates and the Mets at home. And I did note before that the Mets actually have been hitting very well lately, but you could also argue that uh, they've had several hitters really overperforming who could come back down to earth at any time. And Pirates, obviously, a nice matchup, but Corbin's been extremely inconsistent this year. So mm-hmm. which way do you lean on Corbin this week? That Pirates matchup is too good to sit him down. I Never loved playing Patrick Corbin, uh, but if I have him and I've got that Pirates matchup, the strikeout upside, the win upside is massive against that truly, truly bad team. So I'm not loving it, but I'm getting him in my lineup. All right. So uh, well, I hope you're loving your lineups and rotations this week. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to wind up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 and just ask that if you do have a moment to rate and review this podcast, that you do take a moment to do so. And we thank you. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.